What's up, family? Welcome into Speak. It is a huge football Monday, so let's get right to it. That's NFL insider Dave Hellman, the one and only Joy Taylor, and Eagles all-time <laughs> rushing leader, 252 Live, Shady McCoy. He already ready for the day. Why are you so hyped, big dog? I just like how you said my name. <laughs> well, look, y'all, it was a wild NFL Sunday, but there is no bigger story than what appears to be the downfall and demise of Tom Brady, wow. the greatest of all time, and his bucks. I got to get this off my chest right here, right now. Look, Tom Brady, you cannot unretire this offseason. And assume everything's going to go well. You cannot miss 11 days during the foundational and integral part of the team's success training camp and assume you're not going to miss a beat. You cannot miss a Friday and Saturday practice to go to a wedding in the midst of the NFL season and not expect to backslide. I do not know if it is causation that Tom Brady's absence at times has led to the Bucks' dem demise. I do not know if it is coincidence or correlation. But what I do know is this. Tom Brady has not been locked in this season, and his team is not winning this season. And the biggest reason for the Bucks' lack of success is because their leader, their fearless leader, has not been committed physically and likely not been committed mentally, at least not as committed as he is used to being. Tom Brady, you would chastise Tom Brady based on the lack of commitment this offseason. So it should be no surprise that I will as well. But, Joy Taylor, you look at the Bucks. Three and four, if I'm not mistaken. They're not doing well. They're doing terribly, actually. Let me not be kind. What is the biggest reason the Bucs are struggling? They can't run the ball. Yeah. They cannot run the at ball all. at all. That is an important part to an offense's success. They rank last in rushing offense. They rush the ball 32.6% of the time. That's the lowest percentage in the NFL this season. They're averaging 3.05 yards per rush. That's the worst in the NFL. I can go on with more bad rushing statistics, but they cannot run the ball. Yes, Tom Brady deserves a bit of the blame in this situation. Right. When you're the greatest to ever do it mm -hmm. and are struggling as bad as they are, mm -hmm. you're going you're gonna to get a slice of the pie, especially because of all the things that you mentioned. He wasn't here. It's been a little clunky for him. That's Big fine. Slice. But fundamentally, on the field, they are not running the ball. Now, maybe Shady can explain more to why this is happening. But to me, it's that they can't run the ball. And the other element of this is, and I said this a few weeks ago, but I think perhaps Bruce Arians' presence mm. was maybe a little undervalued. Mm. We are seeing the result of him not being down on the field. There was a lot of pushback between him and Tom Brady. From all the stories that we got, it was kind of an exchange of, okay, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to go, you know, go upstairs, golf a little bit more. Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady are going to handle the offense. Todd Bowles is going to handle the defense and be the head coach. And we're seeing the results of that. Shady, I am going to frustrate you. I'm going to be, let me apologize in advance. That's a nice watch. It's a great outfit. Now let me hurt your feelings. Um, I can't deflect the attention from Tom Brady. Right. Why can't I? Because I saw the Chiefs go to and win a Super Bowl. With, you were there. 26-ranked rushing offense. I don't know if you were the rushing leader that year, but you may have been with maybe 500 rushing yards. Y'all yeah. weren't a dominant rushing 4. team. 4.6 a carry. 4.6 a carry. He's still ball. I saw the Baltimore Ravens have the 32nd-ranked passing attack and still go to the playoffs. So I have seen teams not be able to do something and still win. But I haven't seen. Tom Brady be this uncommitted to winning. So for me, it appears it's all on Tom Brady. What you think the struggles are? That's harsh. It is, but it's real. He's not committed? I don't, I don't like that. Am I wrong? You're Am wrong. Am I wrong? You're wrong. Okay, first of all, they have been struggling, and you can't hide it, right? Joy, you said it. I see it. We all see it. 
I think it's just he, – and he does deserve some blame for that. He's okay. the quarterback. He, he's the leader of that offense. He's the leader of that team. So he deserves some, some credit for that, that playing so bad. But, I mean, like, they can't run the ball at all. And then they're, they're so predictable. When we won a cha- – the last time I was in the league, we won a championship with the Bucs. They're running the same exact running game. Like, it's so predictable. We're not running the ball well at all. Well, they're not running the ball well at all. I said we. <laughs> and then another thing is, like, third and one, third and short, we're running the ball. So we can't run the ball, right, on first down, second down. But then you're trying to run the ball. But they're trying to run the ball on third and one. They're just not in sync right now. Uh, the, the biggest thing um, I picked up from the Bucks offense when I was there is that everybody was in sync. Like the timing routes. You know, Brady hits that back foot, balls mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the timing, the trust. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike Evans, um, corner routes. Yep. You know, get, need to get to 12 yards, yes, he's getting 13 yards. So I'm not seeing everybody playing well together because sometimes I see Tom might have a bad read, right? I think some of the wide receivers sometimes might drop a ball, yep. might not be in the right place at the right time. And if you know Tom Brady, everything's precise, it's timing. They, I don't see that right but there, so timing out of not, sync. Is timing not predicated upon practice? That's predicated oh, upon guy, practice. This guy's so funny. Is it or is it not? Look, man, look, look, yes and no. If I, if I miss a walkthrough, it doesn't matter, right? I'm there the whole week, and when they have the preparation, Tom Brady's in the office. He's the one going over the, the office a, a game plan, the scheme, with, with him and um, uh, Leftwich. Mm-hmm. So he knows what's going on. He knows what he wants to do, what they want to execute that week. So I don't, I don't really believe in that. You should be at practice, and he's probably there all the time. He just missed a walkthrough. What about Stop the what, what about the eleven days? Let's go back there because you went to a twelve or so training okay, camps 11, okay. in your life. You went to way too many training camps. I doubt you want to go back. Right to miss eleven days during the foundational period of team building is that not mattering? Is that not showing this ugly face up now? I, I will say this: if he missed eleven days at camp his first year, it'll be an issue. He's been at, he's been at one franchise for twenty years. He's been in the same offense. I had guys tell me, like Grant would say, you know, sometimes Brady would just install the plays because he's been there for so long. So now when you come to the, the Bucks offense, being in his, what, third year there, yep. you know the offense. You, you know where everybody's supposed to be at. You know the, the checks, the calls. So him not being in them 11 days, it's not a big deal to me. If it's another a younger receiver, younger player, because, for example, not to throw guys under the bus because I never would do that. But choo-choo? No, no, no. But, but – <laughs> Talking to a lot of my, my, my guys on the team, like some guys are still trying to learn the offense that's new there, yep. you know? So, for example, Russell Gage on... on yep, my receiver. He, yeah, he, he had the, the out route, right? And Brady, he's big on that, big on time and the out routes, where he kind of ran the out route, then he slowed down and stopped. They're on the goal line or the red zone. You finish that route out. And, and now, instead of a, a, a third and goal, right, you're two yards from a touchdown. So small things like that really matter when you're playing a Bucks in the Tom Brady offense. Dave, break this down for me. You've seen the Bucks several times. You saw their first game last season. You've watched just about every game since Tom Brady's been there. I am sure. What is the biggest reason the Bucks are struggling? So, there, I mean, there's, there's two answers to this. I'll give you the soundbite that you want, which, I mean, like in a, in a situation of a total collapse, you put it on the quarterback. They get too much credit. They get too much blame. All that stuff is true. And, and the little details, right? Yeah, like run your route at this depth checking out of a look that doesn't yeah. look good on first down or on second down because this team cannot run the ball. <laughs> They're averaging less than three yards per carry over their last three games. They, like, gave up on running on early downs against Carolina. That is an indictment <laughs> of your offensive line, of your running game. They drafted a running back, Rashad White, in the third round. Like, maybe you look to him to give you some juice. So all of that stuff is a problem. But when all of those little things are falling apart, I think it's fair to, to blame the quarterback. Again, they get too much of the credit when things go well. They get too much of the blame when things go poorly. 
But when you collapse like this, which is that that's what this is, failing to score a touchdown Oof. against Carolina. Oof. They're tanking. Carolina wants to lose. Carolina. They want to lose. With all due respect to them, and they got some good players on their defense. Brian Burns is a hell of a player. Beast. They are the worst team in the NFL for my money. So th- it is a collapse when you can't even score a touchdown against them. And it, it, it takes everything to pull that off. It takes your quarterback not having good timing with its receivers. It takes your receivers, Mike Evans, a potential Hall of Famer with a brutal drop in that game. Your running game can't get going. Leonard Fournette's been struggling. They're averaging less than three yards per carry. So it's not fair to put it all on Tom Brady. But he is the quarterback, and so that's what I'm going to do. I, I recognize that it's not fair. <laughs> you see that? You see that? But play. a lot of so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's a dot. Yeah. There isn't a member of this offense that doesn't have some culpability. We've talked about the offensive yeah, yeah. line. We've talked about how much they're struggling. But the buck stops with the quarterback, especially when it's a quarterback who has played as much football as Tom Brady and has as much knowledge as he does to help fix this. It's the only logical place I can think to Joy, you've said something fascinating for the last year that I've heard about Tom Brady. You said that you will watch Tom Brady as long as he's willing to play. I usually sit here quietly when you say that because I don't fully agree because I'm like, oh, what if it gets bad? Where do you stand now watching Tom Brady lose to the Steelers last week? Mind you, the Steelers outside of the game against the Bucs are one in five. Watching Tom Brady lose to the Panthers yesterday, mind you, the Panthers outside of the game against the Bucks are one in five. So where do you stand now on the thought of you'll watch Tom Brady as long as he's willing to play? Have you changed that opinion? Are you still there? What are your thoughts on the, this collapse, so to speak? No, I mean they're they're down bad. There's no there's no reason to try and, and cover this up. Like that they just lost to a team that is actively trying to lose. Obviously, the players are never tanking. We know this. Players and coaches are not tanking, but front offices can make decisions Mm -hmm. to put you into that situation. I am still there because it is Tom Brady. I'm not going to let a few games make me forget that I'm watching the greatest player to have ever played the game, as bad as it is right now. Now, we know there's a lot going on around this situation, and to, to me, that's also why I bring up the coaching situation. What happened with the Broncos this year? We don't really know what's going on with Nathaniel Hackett. They're struggling. They're struggling with Russ not there as well. When you have a new head coach, that is important. Even if it's somebody who's been in the organization, they had some change this year. I think it matters, especially because now you guys are struggling and Tom is trying to lift the team up and nobody's in sync and you can't run the ball. So who's the person who's going to stand up and galvanize the Buccaneers? I would hope Tom. Okay, but maybe maybe Tom's not able to do that right now. So who is that person? Uh, Oh, Tom doing it. But here's Either either way, right, because Joy says maybe he's not able to do it. You say Tom's doing it. He's definitely doing it. It is in the fine print of not just any quarterback, But to me, it's in the fine print of Tom Brady as the quarterback to be able to do it. And if you're not capable of doing it, then hit that quick tap on the head. Hey, coach, I need a sub, whatever that looks like for Tom Brady, because that's what it looked like during training camp, and get out of there. If Tom, Go ahead. What are you saying? What I'm saying is if Tom is not going to fully commit to the season, which for whatever reason he hasn't been able to, right, 11 days off, retires, unretires, if you're not going to fully commit to the season, then don't commit at all. That's where I'm at because Todd Bowles' reputation is on the line. Joy brings up a great point. Maybe Todd Bowles can't coach that well. What is he, 24 and 41 now as a head coach? He's 29 and 45 as a head coach. 29 and 45 as a head coach. It's people's reputations that are on the line, J.D. I think this situation is different from, like, the Jets because here, okay, their defense is playing really, really well. Yep. Their defense is playing solid. 
right? That that last game against the Pan Panthers, it was zero for a while. You know the defense ain't playing I mean, like they were when you were there. I mean, they, they still solid though. Solid, right. but they were elite. Ain't nobody just ripping them up and down. Maybe the, the Chiefs kind of, you know, mm -hmm. but nobody's really whipping them up and down. Nobody's elite when their offense isn't doing it. And, and that's the thing. Their offense is not giving them nothing. Yeah. So my thing is, Tom Brady, let's just keep it real. He's like a coach, right? He gets on himself. He gets on everybody. You know, he, he makes everybody accountable, which people, we love that as players. We love that. Okay. So I think Bowles is take care of the team, but he's really a defensive guy. Brady and Leftwich kind of do the offense. But this is why I bring that up. Okay. Because – We've seen in sports, particularly in the NFL, individuals take on more than they need to because they want more power. It happened with Bill O'Brien with the Houston mm -hmm. Texans. A lot of people have said that about Belichick with the drafting, that he doesn't he takes on too much power. That's why the drafts have been bad for a long yeah, time. See that he, he, only, yeah. he only recently yeah. gave back some of that power. Right. So sometimes you see players or coaches right. take on more than they need to. To me, I really believe in delegating responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I believe in positions right, within right, right, right. organizations. Yeah. You don't need to be everything. You don't need to be the dictator. Because what happens? Then you're responsible for everything, and you're doing more than you need to who do. Who are you speaking to? Yeah, who are you speak, who are you speaking to Brady? I'm, speaking to Bulls, Tom, huh? I'm speaking of everyone. Tom Brady and Bruce Arians had issues. That's why Bruce Arians moved into a different position within the organization, but he's still there, right? Out of, out I, of respect. I think, I think some of that and more, I think his health was an issue also. Okay, maybe. Yeah, but, yeah. but we also heard a lot about them bumping heads. They bump heads, yeah. but they worked it out. Because okay. it's, like, it's like he's not going to let, you know, it's Tom Brady. So it's different Tom him Holes and Tom is a and, defensive and coach that does not have a good record as a head coach. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Bruce Arians is no longer the head coach that was coaching there when they won a Super Bowl and right. were running the league. He's there, but he's not coaching. He's mm -hmm. not the voice yeah. in the room. No, he's not. He's I mean, consulting. Right. Tom, Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich are handling the offense, as you said. Right, right. Todd Bowles is a defensive guy. There's a lot of stuff here. There's not – where's the person that's bringing this together? Because while Tom Brady is Tom Brady and he's the coach for the offensive side of the ball, right. is that the right thing is what I'm saying? So, my thing, it's still similar, right? Because when, when B.A. was there, B.A., he didn't do that with the defense. Bowls, you take care of that. <laughs> That's how it works. Andy Reid, same way. All right, Spags, you but take the, care of that. But the offense is the one struggling right now. Yeah, so, but even when, when, um, when he was in office, right, he wasn't really calling no plays. He let Leffers call all the plays. Mm -hmm. He was just staring at us through. Look, what it sounds like to me ain't really much change from a play calling perspective what his the running game. Is. The running game is a change. Yes. That, that's, that's the but issue. I'm saying they I, ran the ball well. The back issue there. is Tom. Brave, nah. <laughs> That's the issue. No. We're going to address more of that, though, coming up. Because Dak Prescott, well, he wasn't the issue, but he wasn't the solution yesterday either. Cowboys still got the dub, but Dak looked real Cooperish. <laughs> Cooperish. Sorry about that. Uh, I anyway, I was we, told that was a good thing. We got to talk next about our thoughts on Dak Prescott's performance. You do not want to miss this. It'll get good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Well, Dak Prescott rewarded the Cowboys with another dub in his highly anticipated return. Now, look, the offense did struggle early on. No touchdowns in the first half, but they turned it all around in the second half. Dak finished with 207 yards, a touchdown pass and the win over the Lions. Very pedestrian. Very, very <laughs> Yes. Oh, Dakie um, Dak. When I watched the game, I realized this, 2-5. I realized what you this. realize, my boy? The best call Dak Prescott made all weekend was the call to play against the Lions. Any other opponent, I don't know if Dak Prescott skates on by with the dub. I even think the Cowboys might have lost to the Bears because at least no. the Bears' defense is good. Roquan Smith might have got a pick six. Eddie Jackson might have scooped and scored. That's what I'm saying. Offensively, no. I'm looking and I'm like, wait, Dak, this is what we were waiting for? What Meek say? Ain't this what you've been waiting for? Mm -hmm. You ready? I was ready. <laughs> Dak, clearly you weren't. This, that, 207 yards, Dak. No touchdowns through 55 minutes to play, Dak. Uh, 19 completions, Dak. That's what we did all this talk on Speak for? Mm, That's mm. what I watched the herd every you, day leading up to this you, show for? You're getting somewhere. That's what I was watching First Things First for? Mm. That's what I was watching Undisputed Debate for? For that? Mm. Dak Prescott, 207 yards. That was the performance you had in store for us? Oh, that was terrible. He coming back. That was terrible. Like, He's coming like, back. Truly, I'm so on, grateful man. he chose the Lions, Dave Hellman, because anybody else, anybody else, it would have been a loss. Dave. It would have been a big Dave, L. Come on, Dave. That's, it. That's right. It would have been a big, big L. Big win for LSU over Ole Miss this week. Ooh, right. Mason. Oh, Mason Taylor. Uh, Mason Taylor Dave, what was your takeaway on Dak's performance Sunday? Where do you want me to start? And can I make all of my points just before be honest. I just, be just honest. freak out right here on TV? First of all, if that's what you were expecting, like, way to not listen to me. Way to not listen to what I had to say and joy. My takeaway from all of it, like, you know, can I reach my own back? There you go. I look like a genius. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. I look like a genius right now. Dak played exactly how I thought he would. Why would you expect a guy with a thumb injury to come back and wing the ball all over the yard for starters? Why would you want him to against a clearly overmatched team? And then this is this is really my favorite part. This is it's good. Y'all wanted him to play that way. We did a whole segment about it all last week. We probably did five different ones. We're like, <laughs> if he can just play within the offense, play efficiently, play more like Cooper Rush. That's right. That's what he did. Right. He had, I would put it at three plays that he probably wants back. They played a conservative game plan. They leaned on their running backs, which is what they should do. And he made the plays that matter. We showed the highlight of it. We showed, uh, you know, he had the scramble out to his right, the running throw on, to CeeDee Lamb on right. the crosser. Cooper Rush can't make that throw. That's the difference. But everything else, he played within the scheme, made smart decisions. He completed 75% of his passes. Oh, by the way, his running back or his wide receiver, Noah Brown, fumbled on the five-yard line in the first half, would have given them a chance to go up double digits at halftime and then continue to run away with the game, which they did anyway because they have one of the best defenses in the league and they played like it again. It was exactly the game that we thought the Cowboys would play against the Lions and anything else is just completely asinine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have to do it to you. That was exactly the Cowboys' You're performance we were expecting. I'm talking, talking, to, I'm talking know, to both of y'all. It says something about asinine. I don't know what that means, but I would take it as offense. I would personally take it as offense. That is exactly, am I up? Am I up? exactly what we wanted to see from Dak Prescott in his first game back. So, and I won't address him, right? I'm going to address the question, right? I'm professional now. <laughs> when I watched the game, um, he showed me that he was knocking some of the rust off, mm -hmm. right? I, I didn't expect much. I mean, I probably expected more than just 
you know, 134 yards last time he played, right? And he lost to the Bucks. So he showed me that. Um, it Can we like, retire that now? It Can we like, retire 130? Yeah, 270, 270. One touchdown? One touchdown. Okay, a little, little better. Um, I'm not a super crazy Dak guy like that. I think Dak is good, top 20, something like that. Um, when I watch the game, they, they depend on the running game, which they should do more. Seriously, when I look at this team, they're contenders. They really are. A great defense, and they get after the quarterback, right? Some ball hawks in the back, some, some legit running backs as a group. They can run the ball. They need to let Dak do less and the running game do more. Mm. That's what he did, though. Yeah. But my thing is, when, when you want to preach about how great he is and he's coming back and the thumb, is full, the thumb feels great and this and that, he look like just, like, just like Cooper Rush. They look the same to me. Cooper Rush should be Dak Rush. <laughs> Joy, what's your takeaway, Joy? Well, Shady, you're right. But that's because it's the Cowboys. That's the only reason why this is going on. We said it in the meeting. Like, this was not an, an exciting game. If no. the Dallas Cowboys weren't playing in that game, we would not be talking right. about it at this point. It's because it's the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm glad that you brought up that it's Cooper Rush because all I could hear through the first half was, bring back Cooper Rush. Bring him back. We miss him. We, heard, we talked about Cooper Rush for weeks we and how great he was doing right, and how he was right. running the offense. Cooper Rush. And all, and how, Still love you, brother. Spectacular performances. It was very efficient. And I thought that was very interesting because I watched that game and like Dave, now I wasn't giving Dak the thumb excuse because I don't think he should be playing if his thumb was right. going to affect his play. So I wasn't giving him that pass. I certainly cannot reach my back in this <laughs> uh, outfit. So we're just going to, this is me patting, patting my own back on that because it was an efficient game. He is playing like Cooper Rush. He's doing exactly what they need to do to win games, which is all you want if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. I don't care how much money Dak Prescott makes. I don't care. I don't pay him. I pay my own bills. I don't have to pay Dak Prescott. What I do want Dak Prescott to do is efficiently win games just like Cooper Rush was doing. And if you can see behind you, he did that at a higher level. Not much, not much higher, but just enough. Just oh, better. Come on, are you serious? Just like, better. <laughs> I don't want to I mean, hear, are you serious? We talked about how great Cooper Rush is. Did you know the difference? Bring back Cooper Rush all over Twitter yesterday. Dak Prescott needs to do exactly what Cooper Rush was doing, which was what? Winning games and do it with a little bit what? More special. A few throws yesterday he made he that made, Cooper Rush yeah. wouldn't have made. He made about four throws yesterday that Cooper Rush is including, not. Including the incompletion on the third down. What are you talking yeah. about? And then and then what are you talking about? Stop it. Wait, wait. Cooper Rush is 4-1? You're not allowed to throw an incompletion now? 4-1, right? High pass that would have been. This is really his first year really playing, playing. How long? Dak's been leading for, what, six, seven years? Seven. You're going on seven. So he has way more experience. If we could just give Cooper Rush half of that, well, let, he'll be way. I don't want to get distracted. You, I don't want to get distracted. Let me, let me say this. Let me, let me ask you back. on the left side of the table. I think that it is Dak almost. Is but it's almost an uh, indictment. It's uh, almost an indictment on Dak Prescott to ask him to play like Cooper Rush. Why do I say that? Uh, 2017, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, Teddy Bridgewater takes over for an old Drew Brees. An old Drew Brees. I think it was 19. 2019, yeah. Teddy B takes over for an old Drew Brees. The Saints went 5-0. They did. Saints playing great. But we not once in our life dare fix our lips to be like, man, Breeze, just come back and play like Teddy. That's all we need. Well, yeah, but just me and Dave weren't like saying that Cooper Rush should be replacing Dak Prescott. Yeah, Everyone else was saying No, that. the point being, though, 
It's almost an indictment to say, hey, Dak, we just need you to be like Cooper. Just Dak continue to play like Cooper. Because even though they were winning, I would have been saying, Dak, I need you to be special. Right. Period. Right. Start to finish special. I don't give you a thumb excuse, so I'm with Joy on that. Ain't no excuses, B. You if you there. ain't ready, don't play. If you out there, you out there. It's almost, Dave, an indictment on the talent of Dak Prescott to ask him to play like somebody like Cooper Rush. Is it not? I've been saying that for a month and a half. That's why I got so mad when we started this whole conversation in the first place, which is why I, you know, I basically, I took this talking point. And I was like, okay, you don't actually want Dak to play like Cooper Rush. Again, it goes back to the Steve Young thing. It's patronizing to say that Dak Prescott has something to learn from a guy making his first real starts in the NFL. But what you mean by that is you want Dak Prescott to play efficient football. Mm -hmm. That is really what that means. Now, for Cooper Rush, that is... Don't get too far outside of the script. Don't get too far outside of what we ask you to do. Dak has a higher ceiling than that. Let me stop you for a second. I have to. Let me stop you. Because, Shady, when you, when you ask somebody to do something, that's implying they can't naturally do it. Dave, I don't say, hey, Dave, can you breathe? Hey, Dave, do you mind blinking? Because you naturally will breathe and blink. Right. To ask Dak Prescott yeah. to play efficient football yeah. is to imply he doesn't naturally play efficient mm. football. You don't ask Tom Brady to be efficient. Right. You assume he'll be efficient. Right. So is that not, I feel like we're disparaging Dak even by the requests we're making of Dak. I, you are saying we a lot for things that I never had anything to do with. So first of all, let's get that straight. Because that ain't, that ain't me. That's not my – I'm the one that's been over here saying Dak Prescott is one of the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL. When he's healthy, he has played like it many, many times. You still believe that? Yes. Yes. You believe that? In his first – again, that was a meh Dak game. Well, what are we talking about? He played like an ish game. He missed a couple throws. He pressed on a couple. That That's really, really the, the story of that is Dak. I wonder if he can rein himself in because I think Dak wants to wow people mm-hmm. and, and have that narrative of saying, not that he cares about the stats, but at the very least be able to put this argument to rest over whether he's good. Regardless, he makes two questionable throws in the first half. He finishes by completing 75% of his passes for 200 yards. The offense has no turnovers. And they win the game by 18 points. Like, if this happens for Which any... Which in the NFL is a, is a disaster. It is a completely one-sided win. Like, from the start of the fourth quarter on, there was very little doubt about what was going to happen in that game. And again, if they had not played a first half from hell, it would have been over long before that. And that goes to everybody. Dak made some questionable throws. There were plenty of pre-snap penalties. There was a fumble on the five-yard line that could have completely changed the narrative of this entire game. And the only reason we're talking about this at all is because it's the Dallas Cowboys and it's Dak Prescott, and that's just what has to happen. And that, that, I, I firmly believe that. Like, if this was anybody else, it would be like, ah, welcome back. It wasn't the coolest, but I, I don't know. What are the Packers doing today? I just am confused as to what people want from the Dallas Cowboys, I guess. Because I look at the Dallas Cowboys how I always look at the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. which is that they have talent, they have a lot of big names, they have a lot of hype, we're going to talk about them every day, and they're going to underachieve in the playoffs, like they always do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I look at the Dallas Cowboys. I think this year they have something slightly more unique because they do have an elite defense. That's true. But their offense looks the same. It looked a little bit better with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's numbers were a little bit better than what Cooper Rush was doing. But everyone was blown away by what Cooper Rush was doing, which mm-hmm. is what I don't understand. Like, they won the game. They won by 18. They were efficient. What's, what do you want? Like, why does it always have to be a beauty pageant? 
For me, it has to be more special. Yeah. Reason being, when I look at so the Cowboys... So they should have won by 21? No, I don't care what you win by. I care how Dak looked. Because truth be told, they didn't win by 18 because of Dak. Look at the Detroit Lions second half. Interception, four plays, punt, fumble, interception, fumble, yeah. fumble, But that's how end they were game. winning games with Cooper Rush. No, 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 no. Not in the same, not in the exact same manner. I'm saying Emmanuel this. Emmanuel Acho, you are going to sit here and say that Cooper Rush was the like reason. No, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is the Detroit Lions, every possession in the second half ended with yeah, the turnover. Yeah, it was turnover. a disaster because their yeah. defense which, was again, great, which was what was happening with Cooper Rush. And goes back to the idea of why people are saying they don't want Dak to, quote, unquote, do too much because he doesn't have to but when his defense is this, capable this is of getting five takeaways. You guys, because you love the Cowboys, right? No, so, I do not love well, the Cowboys. Y- 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 support them more than we do. So I just want to ask you this. Do you guys there are spack there are fact speakers and then there's whatever's going on with the Cooper okay, Rush so Dak. Do you guys era. see um Dak as a top ten quarterback? The joy. Dave said yeah, yes. Yeah, I want to ask Joy. I, I don't know if Dak is top ten right now. Top twelve? I'm the same. Sure. I don't okay, think there's a lot so, of so I don't my, think there's a lot of great quarterbacks playing. Play, I don't think there's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL playing like well great right now. football. Okay, right but, now. You, but you would put him in the top ten at least. Maybe ten. Let's say ten. Would you put I him would put him in top fifteen. Okay. So the top fifteen quarterback. Right, we should we should have some type of special moments as a quarterback. Some compared to a dude that's an undrafted dude that 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 played what five games this year started five mm-hmm. games. So for us to say go out there and just be safe like him, it's crazy. We want to see something special. Special. I do top fifteen. I want to see wins. If, if, I'm pay, is, if I'm paying you to be a top quarterback in the league, I can't let y'all I can't do add, this. I can't. I can't you. I'm not paying Dak Prescott anything, and they're winning games. But we, we 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 can't ignore that, Dave. You can't let us do what. Lit like I swear to God, don't make me go pull up like Thursday or Friday's show when we were all sitting here like, what do you want to see from Dak against the Lions? And to a man and special. woman, you know, I always say special. Maybe you did. I know Shady was like, <laughs> just play efficiently, just play efficient I, 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 football, I mean, my, and that's what he did. I, my, my thing is it's like, also if, it's one game. If you ask me to like, okay, Shady, go on and just protect the ball and just and just do with everything the backup did. It's like, wait, what? You know, you know who I am. I'm going to give you crazy work. That's a good point. I'm and like, and, and if, if I give you 160 million dollars, I want to see some crazy work. Something crazy. I don't want to see 207 yards, a uh, 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 safe with the ball. He threw like three, three, four screens. Like I could do that. You could be the next Dallas Cowboy quarterback. <laughs> this is ridiculous. If the goalpost, if the goalpost was in the middle of the field five minutes ago, it's like out of the stadium now. All like, I'm saying is this, man. Moving the goalpost. If, on I, if we had, a, if we all had a, a franchise, we had a team, right? And I'm paying one guy 160 million dollars. And all we're saying is just to win a game, be safe with it. I think I see something special. Did they win? Wait, last thought. They last thought. They won the game. They did win the game. But also, that's Jerry's ball. He's playing him that much money. He could have played him earlier. It's the market. It's the market. No, he could have paid him earlier. Speaking of guys that need to get paid, Geno Smith. He's been playing like a hundred million dollar quarterback. Oh. I tell you that much. He should get paid already. Dak is making 160. Dino got to be making 100. You know, it's the market. Anyway, <laughs> NFC West. Seattle is on the top, and Geno Smith is doing something that is making Russell Wilson look even worse. We're going to talk about that next on Speak. You will not want to miss this. Welcome back, family. We got to check in on our social life. This is wild. A referee uh, after the game was caught signing or asking for an autograph from Mike Evans. You see the tweet, Tom Belzero. NFL is reviewing an incident involving side judge Jeff Lambert and the line judge Trip Sutter, I'm told. You just see what you got to see. Shady, you got some thoughts on this, on the refs asking for autographs post-game? This is not that bad. Come on, the, the refs are fans, too. I should sign autographs for the, for the refs. 
Look, look, pre-game or post-game? Little baby Johnny, I got you. Man, sign up. <laughs> you autographs for the rest? You signed autographs for $75, too, by the way. Let's see, I know that. Before or after the game? Before or after games. I can't remember before or after, but I was signing. A little easy stuff. Sign autographs for the rest. That's, 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 that's crazy. That's, well, they're fans or why not? No, they're no, not they're fans. Not fans. They're, they're refs. Dude, if you think they're not fans, you're crazy. They're fans. But aren't refs fans, though? Well, I mean, everybody is a fan. That's why anybody gets into this. Like, me, as a journalist, I am a diehard football fan. You can be a fan of the sport. You know how fired I would be if I approached you don't have kids. Shady... It doesn't matter. It does. It's a profession. It does. That is true. Get it. He probably got it for yeah, you. I'm dead. Sure. Oh my god, my dad with Mike Evans ordered. I am. Come on. I'm 100% confident. It's it's for a kid or a nephew or a grandson. Guess what? Granddaughter. You can't. It ain't like you they got no extra calls. You can't do it. <laughs> they lost the game. The, the game the is over though. The can't do is it. the game over? This is wild. The game over. Wild. Professional. The refs didn't help the Bucks out. That autograph was nothing for him. That is true. That autograph didn't do a goddamn thing for him. You know. You know this. What's, is what's so bad about it? It's a it's bad move. It, it, you can't. It, it, it's it, questioning the integrity yeah, of the game. It, it implies that they're. You my boy, dog. Biased. You my boy. Give me one, bro. That's a long autograph. That'll be seventy-five dollars. No wonder it's seventy-five dollars, dog. Uh, eBay, you will see a signed LaShawn <laughs> yeah. McCoy yeah, card. Oh, my you boy, man. Speak, it's memorabilia. <laughs> All right, we got to move on to the Seahawks, y'all, because it's getting wild out there in Seattle. Uh, funny thing has happened. Russell Wilson, he got traded. We thought that the Seahawks were going to be terrible. However, the Broncos are sitting at 2-5. and five. That's where Russell Wilson is now. And the Seahawks are 4-3 and three after beating the Chargers yesterday. Now they're atop the NFC West. Quarterback Geno Smith, who has truly been a career backup since his stint in the Jets, is dominating, leads the league in completion percentage. This is crazy. But you know what's crazier? I was thinking about this this morning. There's actually no greater indictment on Russell Wilson than the success that Pete Carroll and Geno Smith are having. Think about this. Hall of Famer or fringe Hall of Fame players are supposed to be difficult to replace. Matthew Stafford, a fringe Hall of Famer at least. The Lions have won four games since his absence out of 22. Drew Brees, a Hall of Famer. The Saints have started five, yes, five different quarterbacks since he left a year and a half ago. Even Andrew Luck, not a Hall of Famer, but a Hall of Fame talent. The Colts on their sixth starting quarterback since Andrew Luck's departure. The Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, he departs. And Mike Tomlin is two and four, two and five mm. for the first time in a decade. Hall of Famers are supposed to be difficult to replace. The Patriots, Hall of Famers are supposed Patriots. to be difficult to replace. We can talk about Tom Brady. He's just the greatest of all time. So <laughs> I will not mention his name. But Russ, if you were that good, why are they having such an easy time replacing you? The success of Pete and Gino, the greatest indictment on Russell Wilson. Now, before I come out to the desk and we lay out and have this conversation, I want to make sure we do take a moment and we do shout out how great Geno Smith is playing. playing I good. love seeing a resurgence. I want to make sure we shout out Pete Carroll because he is coaching he, his tail off. Outside of Dayball, he is the Coach of the Year candidate for me. But, Shady, what does the success of Geno and Pete say about Russ? Uh, I think it's more just his decision to leave was probably the wrong decision. Mm. It looks like it. I mean, you, you, you talk about Pete Carroll, right? Pete Carroll is really doing his thing. He's really coaching his boys up. He, he has them believing again. I think when, when Russell left, we all thought, okay, this, it's over for the Seahawks, right? I, I thought that. I mean, Geno Smith is your quarterback. Nobody in America would have told you Nobody. that Geno Smith is a quarterback. They're going to win games. And he looks pretty good. Looks really good. Right? And I don't want to give him all the credit yet. He looks good right now. Mm-hmm. I got to see how he finishes the year out. But I'll say this. They're number one in the division right yep. now. And they're playing ball. So, 
I don't want to write Russ off. He, maybe this year don't, they don't get it done. But he has four years to really put some stats together, put maybe a championship, maybe a good run in there somewhere. But right now, Seahawks, man, they, they got it going on. There's nothing I can say about it. Joy, the Seahawks are balling. Geno's balling. Pete's balling. We get all that. What does the Seahawks' success say about Russ? Because truly, outside of Russ, we would not be talking about a 4-3 and three Seahawks team. We thought the Seahawks were the Panthers. True. Yeah, yeah. seriously. We thought the Seahawks were tanking. True. Like, they were looking us dead in the face like, yeah, it's Geno Smith and Drew Locke this year. This is what we're doing. <laughs> mm? No, no, this is what yes. we're doing for real. Like, and they were serious. We thought they were kidding. I thought they were kidding. I'm like, oh, so. okay, they'll win three games this year. Seahawks are going to be impossible to even talk about. We owe them all an apology, particularly mm-hmm. Pete Carroll, because he's, he has shown that not only is he still a good coach, but he is capable of elevating players. Whatever's going on with Geno Smith, we do have a body of work with Geno. And I'm, he's playing great ball, so they're not taking anything away from him. But no, like I said, none of us, nobody was saying this about the Seahawks going mm-hmm. into the season. So sometimes you don't have it as bad as you think you do. Don't. Sometimes don't. you don't. And, and, and listen, I give people a little bit of grace when relationships start to wear down. This is how dynasties fall apart a lot. It has a lot to do with egos sometimes. Sometimes somebody else is getting paid and they got to leave. All Things right. fall apart. That's why the defense isn't there. You're not going to get the same team every single year. But there was a lot of, you know, rumors and things coming out of Seattle that we were all sort of siding with Russ on. Now you're kind of seeing having a coach of the the caliber of Pete Carroll, we should probably not write them off so soon. Right. You know, even with Mike Tomlin, the the win over the Bucs. Like, all right, hold on. He can can do this. We saw him do this with Doug Hodges Hodges and Mason Rudolph. Coaching really, really matters. We we give a lot of credit to quarterbacks, and we should, because they're the ones on the field actually executing what the coaches are asking of them. But Pete Carroll's doing an amazing job, and Geno Smith needs a lot of credit too. And and I'll say this real quick. When I watch them them guys play in Seattle – they look hungry. Yep. Right? They look hungry out there. They look like them guys that they, they want to get but it done. you know where that stems from? To me, it stems from Geno. Like, I don't know if you watched in the middle of the game. Mind you, a lot goes into it. Geno was in, was with the Chargers. Okay. I even think before they were L.A. Oh, maybe when he they was. Were the, he yeah, Geno used to yeah. play. So, like, a lot of that passion stems even from Geno. Dave, talk to me about the success of Geno and Pete and what it means for Russ. See, and, I mean, I, I can give you something on Russ, but, like, I, it's unfair Mm-mm. a little bit to the Seahawks to, like, turn this into a Russell Wilson segment. Okay. Like, I, for me, my takeaway is, like, Talk your S, Seahawks. Like, to talk that talk, dude. Because Again, prior to a month ago, when you're talking Seahawks on a national level, you're talking, they like Bryce Young or do they like Will Anderson? <laughs> like, which, which Bama star are they going to take with yeah. their top five pick? And they're leading the division basically at the halfway point of the season. So, a lot of credit to them for that. I don't know if they're going to win the division, but they deserve – they deserve all the good things to be said about them just because of the degree that people wrote them off. Now, what I will say, the way I can tie it to Russell Wilson is, I think this, to some degree, speaks to the benefits of just sort of being able to move in silence. Like, this, like the Seahawks were a destination city. The Legion of Boom, Russell Wilson, they were the type of team that led segments on shows like this. Right. Russ moving to Denver. Every time there's a hiccup in Denver... It's the only thing we want to talk about. We are doing whole shows. What's wrong with Russ? What's wrong with the Broncos? Meanwhile, up there in Seattle, they're they're playing and coaching football. Nobody really cares about the Seahawks beyond actually game planning for their opponents. How did they play? Geno Smith hasn't had a quarterback rating worse than 80 all season, which is absolutely incredible. And I think it just simplifies things 
when you can sort of disappear from from the media culture of football. And on top of that, and not to take credit away from Geno Smith, he's playing fantastic. Playing he's playing great football. But it kind of it reminds me a little bit of the Dak Cooper rush thing in the sense of this is probably a guy that's going to get the game plan from his coaches and say, yeah, we will execute this. I don't care if I'm cooking. I don't care yeah. about this. I don't yeah. care about that. Yeah. I don't care what my numbers look like. I will call the plays that you run. I'm not going to audible out of things too often. But then, we will execute what we what then you, you got to bring it full circle, though, because remember, first off, it's no discredit to the Seahawks and Geno that we make it about Russ. Because the way it works, the only reason we're talking about a 4-3 right. Seahawks team that has losses, bad losses, a, I believe a loss to the Saints uh, and two other losses, a loss to the Falcons and another loss and a loss to the Niners. The only reason we're talking about them is in the context of Russ. Yeah. So I look at it and I'm like, wait a second. Geno is what Pete Carroll to some degree wanted. It's laughable. Yeah. But Pete Carroll did not want the quarterback that was out there cooking like Russ. Mm -hmm. Geno Smith and the Seahawks defense is not great, 2-5. Right. Seahawks defense is 28th in points and 29th in yards. It's the same bad Seahawks defense that Russell was dealing with mm. after the Legion left. Mm. Geno's doing the exact same thing as Russ. Shady, you talk to me because you've had to replace greats, Brian Westbrook, yeah. um, and greats, in quotes, came after you. DeMarco Murray led the league in rushing. You leave. DeMarco Murray was not who LaShawn McCoy was, which told the Eagles, oh, wait, maybe Shady better than we thought, and oh, wait, maybe DeMarco's not as good as we thought. What does it mean that Geno Smith has come in and the Seahawks truly have not missed a beat? The Seahawks have the most points they have had since Russell Wilson's third year in the league. I'm going to give a lot of credit to, to Pete Carroll, right, for him to have the curves. Okay, you want to leave? Leave. I'm still going to find a way to win games, right? And that shows you what type of coach you really have. Because, you know, Smith, I mean, but before he got here, he, he's a guy that had, yeah, 30, well, yeah, like 37 touchdowns, like 40-something uh, turnovers. So he wasn't, like, cooking at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, not even microwave, using a microwave to cook. <laughs> so for him to get there and really turn around a little bit, that shows you a lot about Pete Carroll, man, because he has some guys playing. They're hungry on offense. I look at the running backs. I always could tell how hungry a team is on two things. One's the special teams. How hard do they play on special teams? And the other part is how they run the ball. They're running the ball with a rookie, right? So even though Gene Swift is cooking, but they 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 they, they have because they have talent around the offense, right? You got Tyler on the outside, and then you have DK. Yep. So they got some wide receivers, but now that's the way they're running the ball. So when I see that, and I look at the coaching, the coach has some guys out there playing. DK will be hurt, by the way. Uh, oh, I think he's out for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's out for an extended period of time with an. And I, I want to see how, how the offense works when he's not there. I think this is a little bit in the weeds, but I do. It's a great point, Shady, and it's a theme that I'm noticing. It's still a quarterback league. The teams that we think are the best have great quarterbacks. That's yeah. not going to change. But you're seeing kind of a running game resurgence this year, don't you think? Like Seattle's doing this. Philly has the best running game in the league. They are the only undefeated team. Even teams that have good quarterbacks like the Chiefs, you're seeing them run the ball better. I just think maybe, you know, you're in this pass-happy league. It's almost like a readjustment where teams are like, uh, this is an effective way to win games too. And teams that can't run the ball at all look Horrible. Awesome. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. It's yeah. very, it, it is very interesting. This will be fascinating to watch. Gino, keep balling. Pete Carroll, you still that dude. Coming up, the two best quarterbacks, or at least two of the best quarterbacks to ever do it, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. It is uh, looking terrible for them this year. I mean, historically bad. We got to talk about which one has a better chance of turning it around. That is next on
Let's check back in on our social life, Sam. Now remember, charges were pressed against Devontae Adams a few weeks ago when he bumped into a photographer exiting the football field and shoved him down. Well, now Devontae had to double check if the path was really clear this time when leaving the field. Keep in mind, the Raiders won this game by roughly 18 points, not so much the last one. Joy, we were talking off camera. Let's bring our off camera conversation on camera. How do you feel about that moment? We can't always do that, but <laughs> we will. I would do the same thing. I wouldn't let anybody in the, uh, in the, what is it called? What's the word I'm looking for? Tunnel. 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 I wouldn't let anybody in the tunnel if I'm going on there from now on. But Everybody got clear. Move. Don't you think, no, Joy, to me, that's BS. I call BS 2-5. Why? Because like he's hard. Go ahead, false. The reason the reason he pushed Buddy over two, three weeks ago wasn't because Buddy was in his way. He shoved him because he lost. Devontae Adams isn't having this jovial so reaction. He like if they went lost. around, was running around saying looking for somebody to push. Not but at that all. Dude was right here. Right. Right. No, but right. there's a difference between full arm extension. You bench pressed before. Full arm extension, <laughs> lock out. There's a difference between that full arm extension. Big, big bench press guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy was directly in his in face. His way, he man. shouldn't have pushed him, but let's not pull up the video. He was in his actual. Let me face. ask you this. Is Devontae Adams doing that if they would have lost to Houston? Do you think he's acting in that same funny, funny? man or leaving no I think he would do it without a smirk on his face right but I still don't think he's letting anybody around him in the tunnel as I wouldn't either Dave where you at I, we talked about it back when the shove happened like I defer to what I know about Devontae Adams character I've never right. I've never met him but I'm reasonably confident that he's a good dude I, I don't take this any type of way like I, I'm pretty confident that was a one-off thing he's having a little bit of fun with it it's not a huge issue to me I, I, I loved it the guy then 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 uh, uh Called the cops and got a, a, a assault for a baby push. So let's have some fun about it. All right, come on, man. <laughs> Craziness. You got me agreeing with Shady right now. Oh man, that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Okay, let's move on to Devontae's former teammate Aaron Rodgers. Another mm. bad loss, terribly bad, bro. He lost this past weekend. <gasps> Tom Brady also lost this past week. Now look, Aaron Rodgers lost to Taylor Heineke, the backup quarterback in Washington. You can see him laying down there dejected as the game ended. That was after the final possession of the game. Tom Brady, meanwhile, three and four. Three and four, y'all. He ain't been three and four in over 20 years. Both quarterbacks look terribly bad. Two of the greatest to ever play the game. But, Joy, where does your confidence lie? Are you more confident in Brady or Rodgers to turn it around? Neither. I don't think either of them are turning it around. We're starting to get to the point in the season where you should be picking it up. You should be figuring things out. Like, you were joking on the, on the group chat. When am I going to stop saying there's a lot of season left? We're getting to almost that point. Once you, you get past halfway through, point through the season, you don't have a lot of season left. You should be starting to put things together. Both of these teams have a lot of, this, a lot of return guys. You've got the same – well, the Bucs don't have the same coach, but you've got the same coach there in Green Bay. You shouldn't be having these problems. So, mm. to me, I, I feel like if I had to pick, I would lean towards Tom Brady because I've seen a lot of this personnel that's there – be successful at a high level. And the problem, the running game problem to me, might be fixable. Th these receivers dropping passes. Yeah. He's walking and handing it to him, and they're dropping it in Green Bay. So I don't really feel confident about either of them fixing it. 2-5. <sighs> I'm going to say um, the Bucks. I think they're turning around. Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady, yeah. Yeah, Tom Brady and the Bucks. The reason why, first of all, they're still number one in their division. If that matters. It's number one. Yeah, the right? division is it does important. I think that there's this group of, of – um, the guys on the offense, they've been playing together, right? You're talking about uh, uh, um, Godwin, you got Mike, right? And then Julio, whenever he wants to play and he can play, he'll be out there. So they have a quarter they know they're familiar with. And then you got Tom Brady. I think there's no better leader in football than Tom Brady. Mm. I don't look at Aaron Rodgers as like a leader. I think 
Brady can lead this team, they just got to get it. It's one of the things where everything's falling, collapsing. We just got to pick our belongings up and just get out the house. Find a way to get back on track. I'm with Rodgers on this one, Dave. Before I come to you getting my thought off, Aaron Rodgers will turn it around. I, I believe in a quote, the Navy SEALs say it, if I'm not mistaken. You don't rise to the occasion, you sink to your level of training. Tom Brady's level of training this offseason has not been the same level of training it has. It just hasn't. You can look literally speaking at Tom Brady missing days, or you can look figuratively speaking when Tom Brady returned from his absence and he said to the reporters, yo, I'm 45, I got a lot of bleep going on in my life, as if that was a, like a legitimate justification for his absence. I'm more confident in Aaron Rodgers turning it around because to me Aaron Rodgers is more committed in the process. It's been eight months now. He's more committed to this in-season process. Tom yeah, Brady... I'm, I'm looking at him too now. <laughs> ...to this in-season process. Think about it. There is a long, and I'm going to use a big word here, but there's a long gestation process to utter the word retirement. You don't just wake up and retire. You can cuss somebody out without thinking, oh, bleep you. Right. Man, you're such a bleeping idiot. But to retire, you don't just wake up one day like, oh, Thinking about yeah, it. I'll retire today. Yeah. There is a very long gestation process for retiring. So if Tom Brady had that long process of retiring, just to come out of retirement, in the back of his head, in the back of his head, he's thinking, should I still be doing this? Do I want to do this? Should I still be doing this? Am I sure this is what I want to do? My family, I got jobs waiting for me. I could be a fox and I'm taking hits. Aaron Rodgers, at minimum, in the midst of this season with $150 million, I believe guaranteed, he is still fully committed to the process. My money's on Rodgers, Dave. You can be in, as committed as you want to be, and if you don't have any help, who cares? That's my, I, I go with Brady, and again, like, look, I don't want to sit up here and defend the Bucks after scoring three points against the Panthers, but to <laughs> Shay's point, I believe in a lot of the pieces that they have. Like, I mean, okay, Tom Brady's still a good player. We, we, we all agree with that, right? Yeah. We're not ready to say Tom Brady's not good. Right. They have Mike Evans, a, a potential Hall of Famer. Chris Godwin's a thousand-yard receiver. Russell Gage is a sneaky good addition. Julio Jones is a potential probable Hall of Famer. They might get Ryan Jensen, their Pro Bowl center back. They I mean, need him it, back. They, they need him back in a big way. They could conceivably get him back at the tail end of the season. Like I mentioned earlier. Even if Leonard Fournette's struggling, you drafted Rashad White in the third round. They feel really good about him. Like, there's all these pieces where I'm like, it's there. I don't know why it's working, but it's there. I look at the Packers. I, I, I said this last week. Like, what do you feel good about other than the fact that Aaron Rodgers has played at an MVP level? Their offensive line is a mess. They're starting new guys at tackle. David Bakhtiari is a hell of a player. but He don't never play. He has not. Oh, been, my no. God. He is not a guy that you can lean on anymore. I don't like to dog people for being hurt, but it just is what it is. None of these receivers are battle-tested. Alan Lazard has had his own injury problems. Yeah. The best thing about the Packers is Aaron Jones. I'm going to steal this straight from my friend Aaron Nagler off Twitter. Aaron Jones's touches the last month have gone from 16 to 13 to 9 to 8. So even the best thing that you do, you're not giving him the ball. So who's helping Aaron Rodgers out of this mess? I gave you 20 names on the Bucks that can help Tom Brady. I don't know what to say about that. Well, Aaron Rodgers has seemingly no help along with Tom Brady, but Dak Prescott has all the help. So now the question is, what in the world is going to keep the Cowboys from a Super Bowl, which they should be destined to? Another dominant win yesterday. They're sitting really good, sitting pretty. But Dak, what's up, man? What's up? We're going to address that next. Aaron Rodgers talked about retiring, too. He did. Mm -hmm. He did.
let's get back to Dallas, man. Dak Prescott, he made his return yesterday, 207 yards. Now, the offense was shaky, but it does not matter. The Cowboys got the W. Offense, three touchdowns. Second half, Dallas, 5-2, third place in a stack, NFC East. This is the conversation of the day, America. Buckle up, put your remotes down. Y'all know the vibes. Um, as I'm watching the game, Dave, so I'm watching the game, Shady Joy. I'm sitting here, attentive as can be. All eyes on this game. And I realize this. Dak Prescott is the only thing that should stop the Cowboys from making a Super Bowl. Dak Prescott is the only thing that should stop the Cowboys from making the Super Bowl. Cowboys fans, I will talk to you. I'll talk to your heartstrings. Had I told you that before the season, the only two teams that you could even question are better than the Cowboys in the NFC, are quarterbacked by Kirk Cousins and Jalen Hurts, you would have taken that bet. If I would have said, hey, Cowboys, the only two teams that might be better than y'all are quarterbacked by Kirk and Jalen, you would have said, yo, I'm all in. Where's the Super Bowl at again, Acho? Let me book my tickets. Cowboys got the best defense. I'd say top two defenses in football, Cowboys and the Bills. Offensively, they have enough talent to get it done. So now, Dak Prescott, you are the limiting factor between the Dallas Cowboys and a Super Bowl appearance. That's the only thing I could see limiting them. Shady, who and or what is stopping the Cowboys? I'm right with you. I'm going to say Dak Prescott. When I look at that Super Bowl team, I look at a team, can you run the ball? Mm. They can run the ball. True. Can you stop the run? They can stop the run. True. Can you get to the quarterback? Ooh. And we all know they can get to the quarterback. The quarterback so when I watch man. this team, it's like, who's, who's the main element? Mm. What position? What is it? It's the quarterback. It must be. When I look at Dak Prescott, first of all, in his return, it, it, it was okay. It, it was all right. It was what, cool. 207 yards, something like that? One touchdown? It was okay. First half, I didn't really see much. He didn't no, even do didn't. much. Yeah, no, the, the Detroit Lions are trash. Can we just say that? The good. worst defense in the league. They're not a good team. Bad, bad, bad. bad so for a bad, bad defense, you only put up what? 10 points in the first, like, 57 minutes of the game? Like, come on. That's not good. I don't want to hate on Dak Prescott. Don't I'm just it. being honest. Yeah. I think the, 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 the only person that can stop the Fregoso Super Bowl yeah. is Dak Prescott. I felt that. You said that with your heart. I can always tell when Acho. Unless Kurosi comes save him. <laughs> I can always tell when Acho's stirring the pot when he's just repeating what Shady <laughs> says over there. I mean, Dave, he's man. a smart man, huh? What's stopping the Cowboys, man? Well, okay. We... <laughs> The, what's stopping the Cowboys is the fact that we're talking about this before Halloween. Like, there, again, like I said this in the last segment, there's no other team that draws this kind of conversation around a win against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> there's 26 years of history that suggests that something is wrong with the Cowboys. It predates Dak. It, even, it predates Tony Romo, if we're being <laughs> real about it. Like, there's a lot. And, I mean, if you want my honest answer – I, I came on this show over the summer and barked for like 10 minutes about how, and I appreciate the platform, thank you very much. The, this offense is not as talented as it could be. And that, it's a real shame when you consider how special this defense is. If you want my honest opinion, I'm not, I'm not sold on the offensive line being truly great. Like even yet, yeah, they ran the ball well. Yes, they did. Free snap penalties are such a problem for this team. Pass protection at times can be a problem. Tyler Smith is doing a hell of a job, but you are seeing that against the league's very best, that is an area of weakness. Now, we can say Tyron Smith is expected to come back at some point. He's got injury history of his own, and we also still need to see that. Mm -hmm. So I think the offensive line can be taken advantage of. Your starting tight end, Dalton Schultz, is dealing with a PCL injury that you can see when you watch him play is bothering the hell out of him. The receiver core, it's nice... Like, each piece of it 
has its moments. <laughs> they cannot play a cohesive game. CeeDee Lamb was great yesterday. He's had some bad drops this season. Yeah. Michael Gallup disappeared yesterday, had a drop, finished with no catches. Noah Brown, he was so wonderful during Cooper Rush's time as a starter, had a drop at the beginning of the game yesterday, fumbled basically on the goal line. That stuff bites you in the ass when you are playing not the Detroit Lions. Right. That concerns the hell out of me. And Dak will be a convenient scapegoat if all of that stuff comes to happen, as I've been saying for months. Joy. Amari Cooper could be on this team. I'll say it again. Amari Cooper could be on this team. Break it down for me, Joy Taylor. What's stopping the Cowboys? All right. Well, I'm going to build off everything factual. Appreciate that. Not emotional, but factual <laughs> that Dave just said. By the way, Super Bowl, Arizona on Fox. Good, good plug. What's stopping the Cowboys from Super Bowl run? Well, actually, I should have said Super Bowl, Arizona on Fox, and the Cowboys will probably not be there. Although, believe me, <laughs> we would love for the Cowboys to be in the Super Bowl. I am going to guess that they won't be. Why? Why won't they be there, Joy? Probably because they've won how many playoff games in the last 25 years, Dave Allen? Three. Thank you. So the Cowboys are the reason why the Cowboys won't be in the Super Bowl. They have an elite defense. But when did the Cowboys get this new roster that we weren't dogging on before the beginning of the season? Where, where, where was I? Because I, we all listed all the players that they didn't have and all the accomplishments that they didn't make before the season started. Now all of a sudden Cooper Rush comes in, puts up pedestrian numbers, and wins because of the defense. All of a sudden they're going to have to overcome Dak Prescott. This offense is not doing anything special. They're not scaring anybody mm. with Cooper Rush or without Cooper Rush. Their defense is scary. And they're winning games because they're not making mistakes, which is important. But you're not going to beat elite teams that way, which we saw when they played the what, Shady? Eagles, Eagles. Thank you. What are we talking about here? This is the Cowboys. They do this every year. Wait, every year. We're talking year. about the Cowboys. Sure. But why? Why? Well, hold on. Before you get there, okay, because you're saying that it's Dak Prescott that's keeping them. Yeah. Yeah, it, okay. would be. it would be. It would be. Is this it the first be. talented team that the Cowboys have had in the last 25 years? No, no. they had no. another good team so with was Dak it, Prescott. Was, was Tony? Was Tony Romo keeping yeah, the Cowboys in the, the Super Seahawks. Bowl? He did from last night. So what's mm. the difference? What is the difference? You act like the Cowboys are used to some upper-level elite quarterback play, and somehow they just always miss it, and now it's Dak Prescott's I, I would say, and, and Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, I would argue that Tony Romo did keep the Cowboys from playoff wins. We firsthand saw it when he fumbles the snap against yeah. the Seattle Seahawks field goal. If they make that, they win that game. But I would also go and say this. Great talents at quarterback are special. Yeah. Joy said, what is special about the Cowboys' offense? I would want to say Dak. You'd want to say Dak. I mean, we want to say Dak. But I also think this. Six- or seven-year quarterback Dak Prescott should be better than second-year quarterback coming off of injury Joe Burrow. I would want to say that. Mm. And Joe Burrow did for the Bengals what I'm asking Dak Prescott to do for the Cowboys. The Bengals had no playoff success. Right. Terrible franchise. Ask TJ Hushmanzada. Ask Joy, who will quote TJ Hushmanzada. <laughs> Terrible franchise. No playoff success. But a generational, not even generational, because we don't know if Joe Burrow's generational yet, but a really good, talented quarterback can do for a franchise what others can't. That's where I'm saying, Joy and Dave, I want Dak to do, because Kirk Cousins and Jalen Hurts are standing in the way. Right. We just talked about Aaron Rodgers and Brady being bad. Kirk Cousins and Jalen Jalen Hurts are standing in the way. And it's the defense. Like, like, I think Tony Romo was a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. And Tony was really, really good. But I don't remember Tony having a defense like that. Like no, 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 no. Nobody has defense Come like this. Come on. He had a couple yeah. early. Not, not like this, though. The and defense no, they no, have nobody, is legit. Nobody has defenses like. He had the Marcus Ware, but he didn't have. And he, 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 he defense was pretty nice. He also had unbelievable offensive pieces. Correct. Correct. But, well, what I'm saying, but I'm just saying, like, so if you ever watch, I can name a couple of teams that 
like the 49ers, they didn't win the championship. When they had um, um, Kaepernick, like he, I mean, Kaepernick was okay. It was the defense. Mm-hmm. The defense was rolling. And he got there. You got get to the Super Bowl. 49ers. Come Bowl. on, the 49ers with Jimmy G. Jimmy G's okay. It's the defense. So with this type of defense, if Kaepernick and, and Jimmy G go to the playoffs and go to the championship, that can do the same. Okay, yes. so I'm going to ask you guys both a very serious question now. You think that the Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders right now? Defense. Yeah, I would no, say no, no, yeah. No. Super Bowl defense. You team? think that the Dallas Cowboys, the entire team, potential, yeah. are potential Super potential. Bowl Yes, potential. Because who do you think is better than the Cowboys in the NFC? Uh, I mean, the, the, the obvious. I, I mean, of obviously course. the Eagles. Yep, and then who else? I, I think that the rest of the NFC is very open. I'd probably. But I'd, who's better? Who's better? I would draw the line at the Eagles. I, that's, right? I'll give the Vikings, give the, Vikings maybe, the nod Maybe for the now. Vikings. For so now. that's where I'm at, Joy. I'm like, if, if there's only one team that we can say without question is better than the Cowboys. Then you're saying there's a chance. No, I'm saying that they better be there. But I'm saying we, we have you're a defense like that. You better have a be there. No. They better be there. They, they better, better be. be no, no they the better, Bills better be there. They better there. be in the yes. NFC Championship game. Like, Dak, be better than Kirk Cousins. That's all I'm asking you to do. Why? Because his team is better than all the other teams. Yep. Remove quarterback from every team. The Cowboys have the second best team in the NFC. If you take away the quarterback, or you can put the Niners if the Niners are healthy. But if you remove the quarterback, rosters. Think about it by roster. I the am only, thinking about it by roster. The only roster better than the Cowboys, better than the Cowboys, is the Eagles roster. What, yeah, but so what, what team I like better than the Cowboys? This is the roster okay. part. So. Up until yesterday, uh-huh. when the Chiefs did what they did to San Francisco. I said Niners. Which was un- ungodly. Correct. I said yes. Niners. So, so you're not going to say the Niners anymore? I, said, I just said that. I said, I said the, the, the still, Eagles. They still, they still, the still up there. Niners are still up there. Niners are healthy. Niners and the Dallas Cowboys play right now. You're, you're picking who to win. Niners. Bro, I like, I like okay, the Niners. Okay, there you go. I like the Niners. Niners and the, yeah. uh, Dallas and the Vikings but, play but right now. But this is my point. If Dak Prescott is who we believe him to be, you've got to pick the Cowboys, don't, don't you? I don't believe Dak Prescott to be that. I think Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. I think he's a good, good quarterback. Good, like Kirk Cousins is good or like, like, like what I type of I think he's better than Kirk Cousins because I think he's better than Kirk Cousins in primetime because they only, fair, they only play in primetime. Fair, fair, fair. Dak Prescott. So, but with a good defense, you always got a chance. You do. Come on now. Now Dak Prescott's record against playoff teams is 4-13 over the last two years, but that's Ooh, neither here nor here there. Coming up, Everybody's Patrick record Mahomes against playoff teams was busy doing Patrick Mahomes things yesterday. But what did we learn? And as Joy just said, the Chiefs blowout win over my 49ers. I'm still sad. I can't even front. I can't You're front. You're 49ers. That's next on speed. Like, like I adopted them, bro. I really did. They hear me, uh... All right, y'all, got to check back in on our social life. The New York football giants shocking the world. They're a 6-1. You see it on the screen. Kayvon Thibodeau, star defensive lineman for them, was asked, when will people start noticing the giants? He said, quote, I don't care what people around the league do. F them. Only people that matter. People in this locker room ain't that right, George Taylor. Hell yeah. Move in silence. Don't even worry about it. Let them say whatever they need to say. Just keep winning games. I like it. Gangs just move in silence. Uh, Those quotes are so annoying. Are they? Yeah, because we said all the only thing that matter people in this locker room, but then you're going to take the Twitter and listen to all the outside noise and say we don't listen to outside noise. He was asked the question. I'm saying that in general. What's he supposed just, to say? Okay. I, don't, I don't hear anything. No, I just think, like, he wants respect, though. I mean, he's like, look, look, if y'all don't want to respect us, that's cool. On the locker room, we got that respect. But y'all know what it is. Who is downing the Giants right now? We're all Come on. Oh, no, 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 no. People, no, people, no, people are talking down on the Giants. Nobody's giving the Giants their due. Nobody, no. like, truly believes in the Giants. Do you? If they're 6-1, they're they top five teams. We just did a whole they segment about the best teams in the NFC, and nobody brought the Giants up. Right, you did. Exactly. Who's better than the Cowboys? 
Did I not say Dave ought to be coach of the year? You did I, say that. Yeah, that's the yeah, coach. Which implies that he's doing such an amazing job. Why do you think people don't give the Giants enough credit? That's what I'm wearing. I'm, I'm curious about Daniel Jones. Jones. Is a, yeah, yeah, Daniel Jones is a quarterback. As long as Daniel Jones is out there, it's kind of like playing with Dak Prescott, I feel like you would believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, okay, if right. you're playing with, you know I mean? Now, Daniel's not as... Yeah, I mean, Dak's but, better but, than Daniel Jones. Yeah, but it's, I get you saying, like, <laughs> he gave the bare minimum. It's like, okay, yeah, you're right, right. Everything yeah, runs yeah. through their running game, and all of their wins have been by the skin of their teeth. Shut I think up, that's the Giants. Like yeah, that every win has been, like, by one possession, I think. They, I mean, it's they are the cardiac kids, man. You don't, yeah. get, you don't get special extras for that's winning pretty. You wins don't. True. No, it's fair. They winning them games. They yeah. are winning. That's all that matters. Oh, they well, ball. okay, then I ain't giving the Chiefs no extra credit because oh, they won by 21. Joy said you don't get extra credit for winning pretty then bump they extra credit. Now the Chiefs went out there and beat the Niners down by 21. But don't get it twisted, okay? Patrick Mahomes needed out three touchdowns, 423 passing yards. But I promise y'all, it's not as bad as it looked. What? The 49ers got outscored 30 to 10 in the second half. Mm. Um, Joy, let me come to you first. What did you learn in the Chiefs ball went over the Niners? I didn't really learn anything. The Chiefs are a really, really good football team. I don't know why that's a hot take. I feel like every time I say it, everyone's like, oh, no, no, I don't know. I'm not sure. They are. They're really good. They are still really, really good. Patrick Mahomes is still that dude. Andy Reid, still a Hall of Fame coach. Still got lots of weapons. Their defense is really solid. It's okay. It's okay to say they are in the same space as the Bills. I know. The Bills are great. I love them. I picked them to win the Super Bowl and Josh Allen to win the MVP. They are really good still. We just need to stop acting like it's a surprise when they play the way that they did. And I don't care what you say, that was a beatdown. And I'm being kind. That was <laughs> that part. Not a beatdown. I think yes, they called it a, I think they yes, called a boat race. Yes, the score was a beatdown. No, no, the game. Watched I watched the whole thing. I watched every snap. Watched Bruh, you, can't, you can't have over 440 yards of offense and get beat down. You can't. You just can't. You can't. Why not? You lost the way you just Because lost, you can't if, I got, if I put up over 440 yards of offense on you, then I beat y'all down too. Huh? They lost by 21. It didn't translate points. on the scoreboard. Bro, we've seen 21 point wins. We all watched that game. We all watched that game. We all watched this game. And you at home. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Come on. It was bad, but they just didn't get beat down. The score was not indicative. Listen, when they when they went out locker room, they was they was killed, man. Like we got our our butts. They were down by five going into the fourth. I'm gonna get back to that. Dave, what did you learn in the Chiefs ball win? Fourth quarter counts for 25% of the game. Like it's a huge chunk of the game. It does, just not 75. Look. Check this out. I, I, this is what I learned, and I'm willing to say it. The Chiefs and the Bills are just on a different level from every other team in this league right now. Right now. Eagles included. I didn't say, are they undefeated? I didn't say the Eagles' name on purpose. I didn't say it on purpose. You love to hate. I, I, it's, it's not hating. I learned this from you, Shady. It's called the eyeball test. <laughs> and to okay. this point, all I look, do is teach. All, all, do is teach. <laughs> all credit in the world. And look, I'm not saying the Eagles can't win a Super Bowl or any of that stuff because we've seen, we you see stuff happen in the NFL all the time. Professionals that go out, game plan, anything's possible. But the Chiefs and the Bills have a better body of work and have looked more impressive more times than. Anybody else in the league? The Bills didn't even play. We don't have to talk about them. By the way, the Titans team that they annihilated is suddenly 4-2. Haven't lost since then. Beat the defending champs by 21 at their house. Beat this Chiefs team. I think the Bills are the best, and I don't think the Chiefs are that far behind them when you're able to completely annihilate the Buccaneers the way they did, hang tough with the Bills, and then just, I'm sorry, man, they wiped San Francisco off the field. And the best part 
is that you can tell the Niners wanted to make a statement in this game. Yeah. Of course. They got all their healthy guys were back. Christian yep. McCaffrey played. They're sure. like, we got a little something for you. We're going to make a statement. McCaffrey's going to run for 100. I'm Kyle Shanahan. I'm going to draw this thing up. He only needs one day of practice, and he's going to ball the hell out, and we're going to beat the Chiefs. It was a beatdown, bro. It Calm was down. a one. Calm it, down. They right. averaged 10 yards a play. We sat here on this set all season and talked about how Juju and Marquez Valdez-Scantling aren't those dudes. Well, they're sure as hell looking like those dudes now, and whether that's because they're getting more comfortable in the offense, or whether it's because Mahomes is elevating them, I don't really care. They're, they played amazing. They dusted the 49ers defense, which was supposedly the best in the league before that game. And oh, by the way, the Chiefs pass rush that people were down on had five sacks. Like, Bruh, what didn't Trent, look okay. good? What if, didn't look if good? If you're going to give Dak Prescott credit for, you know, he coming back off injury, let's remember, Trent Williams has missed several games. Bosa coming back off a groin injury. Jimmy Ward, who got beat by the kid that went to Penn, is coming back off injury. So I need the same grace to be allocated to all those Niners okay, well, that you allocated can, to Dak. He can do that, but I'm not. Again, if you are on the field, you're supposed to perform. Like, that's, that's what it is, right? Like, if you're still injured to the point where it's keeping you from being able to contribute, then you're too injured to be out there. That was bad. How are you, how are you softening this up? It was bad. It's just not as bad as the score looked. Niners, I still have you all in the Super Bowl. Bills are going to beat y'all, but y'all will be there. Shout out to the Bay Area. Coming up, the Seahawks had a huge win yesterday, but there was one moment that I'm not sure anybody saw that blew my mind. Wait till I point this out to you. That's next. Parents, teachers, coaches, pay attention. The most impressive coaching moment of the weekend occurred when the Seahawks were up by 10, but there was chaos. They were on the road against the Chargers. The refs just made a horrendous call. And take a look at what happens. Quarterback Geno Smith is arguing with the ref. Head coach Pete Carroll, he's arguing with the ref. But watch what Pete Carroll does. Hey, Geno! Hey, Gino, he gets his attention, and he simply gives him one motion, one calming motion. Gino Smith immediately goes onto the field, third and ten. Whole back crowd against him delivers a strike right there to Tyler Lockett. See, that is leadership. That is coaching. That is being a guiding figure. It's not all about what play you call. It's not all about the rah-rah before the game. Sometimes it's about what you can get your athlete to do, to be calm in the midst of adversity. That's it for us. Race Hub is next.